Welcome back to Modern Day Disciples, aka MDD, the podcast where we hear real stories from modern day disciples. My name is Kevin Bernaga. I'm the youth minister at St. Francis of Assisi Parish in San Jose, California. And my name is Ana Fuentes. I am the youth minister at St. Anthony Parish in San Jose, California. It is the second week of our Liturgy of the Word specials. It is the fourth Sunday of Lent, or Latari Sunday. We wanted to give you guys an avenue to engage with the Sunday's Mass readings because of the suspension of all Masses. So included is the first and second reading, the psalm, as well as the gospel being proclaimed. And then we'll have a homily given by Father Matt Stanley. We'll continue on with um, an Apostles' Creed, um, prayers of the faithful, and then we'll finish off with praying the spiritual communion prayer, and then a final blessing. So we want to give a special thank you to Jenny Rochelique, Leslie Legashon, Cedric Pacifico, and Father Matt Stanley. We hope you guys enjoy. A reading from the first book of Samuel. The Lord said to Samuel, Fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I am sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem, for I have chosen my king from among his sons. As Jesse and his sons came to the sacrifice, Samuel looked at Eliab and thought, Surely the Lord's anointed is here before him. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not judge from his appearance or from his lofty statute, because I have rejected him. Not as man sees does God see, because man sees the appearance, but the Lord looks into the heart. In the same way, Jesse prevented seven sons before Samuel. But Samuel said to Jesse, The Lord has not chosen any one of these. Then Samuel asked Jesse, Are these all the sons you have? Jesse replied, There is still the youngest who is tending the sheep. Samuel said to Jesse, Send for him. We will not begin the sacrificial banquet until he arrives here. Jesse sent and had the young man brought to them. He was ruddy, a youth handsome to behold and making a splendid appearance. The Lord said, There, anoint him, for this is the one. Then Samuel, with the horn of oil in hand, anointed David in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the Spirit of the Lord rushed upon David. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. 
reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians. Brothers and sisters, you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light, for light produces every kind of goodness and righteousness and truth. Try to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the fruitless works of darkness. Rather, expose them for it is shameful even to mention the things done by them in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, for everything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, it says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. As Jesus passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Neither he nor his parents sinned. It is so that the works of God might be made visible through him. We have to do the works of the one who sent me 
while it is day. Night is coming, when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had said this, he spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva, and smeared the clay on his eyes, and said to him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. So he went and washed, and came back able to see. His neighbors and those who had seen him earlier as a beggar said, Isn't this the one who used to sit and beg? Some said, It is. But others said, No, he just looks like him. He said, I am. So they said to him, How were your eyes opened? The man called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and told me, Go to Siloam and wash. So I went there and washed and was able to see. And they said to him, Where is he? I don't know. They brought the one was once blind to the Pharisees. Now Jesus had made clay and opened his eyes on a Sabbath. So then the Pharisees also asked him how he was able to see. He said to them, He put clay on my eyes and I washed and now I can see. So some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God because he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, How can a sinful man do such signs? And there was a division among them. So they said to the blind man again, What do you have to say about him, since he opened your eyes? He is a prophet. Now the Jews did not believe that he had been blind and gained his sight, until they summoned the parents of the one who had gained his sight. They asked them, Is this your son, who you say was born blind? How does he see? His parents answered and said, We know that this is our son, and that he was born blind. We do not know how he sees now nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him. He is of age. He can speak for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jews, for the Jews had already agreed that if anyone acknowledged him as the Christ, he would be expelled from the synagogue. For this reason, his parents said, He is of age. Question him. 
So a second time, they called the man who had been blind and said to him, Give God the praise. We know that this man is a sinner. If he is a sinner, I do not know. One thing I do know is that I was blind, and now I see. So they said to him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? I told you already, and you did not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples too? They ridiculed him and said, You are that man's disciple. We are disciples of Moses. We know that God spoke to Moses, but we do not know where this one is from. This is what is so amazing, that you do not know where he is from, yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but if one is devout and does his will, he listens to him. It is unheard of that anyone ever opened the eyes of a person born blind. If this man were not from God, he would not be able to do anything. You were born totally in sin, and are you trying to teach us? Then they threw him out. When Jesus heard that they had thrown him out, he found him and said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? Who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? You have seen him. And the one speaking with you is he. I do believe, Lord. And he worshipped him. I came into this world for judgment, so that those who do not see might see, and those who do see might become blind. Some of the Pharisees who were with him heard this and said to him, Surely we are not also blind, are we? If you were blind, you would have no sin. But now you are saying, We see, so your sin remains. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Lord, Lord Jesus Christ. Christ. You know, Jesus may have been the very first person to utter the humorous toast, Here's mud in your eye.
In the ninth chapter of St. John's Gospel, a man born blind receives his sight. Jesus puts mud on his eyes, tells him to go wash in the pool of Siloam, and when he comes back, he can see. But notice at first the man says, I do not even know who Jesus is. Then he thinks that Jesus is a prophet. Finally, he stands before Jesus and says, Lord, I believe. Although he never figures out just how Jesus healed him, he knows that if Jesus were not from God, he would not have been able to do such a great thing. Consider the following. A father pushes his young daughter, and all he wants to do is show him her homework. The father says, can't you see I'm trying to watch the game? Another father is so overwhelmed by his love for his daughter, he writes a song. Isn't she lovely in her honor? Stevie Wonder wrote that song. Which man is blind? Which man truly sees? Jonathan Swift once said, Vision is the art of seeing things invisible. Our gospel features this very same irony. A man is born blind and healed. Pharisees born with sight are blind spiritually blind, which of course is the hardest blindness to heal, the one who is blind by choice. Which begs the question, why would anyone choose to be blind? Perhaps it is because you can get used to the darkness just as you can become used to the light. And some people would rather live in the darkness they know rather than risk living in the light they do not. If you know someone clinging to racial, ethnic, economic, or religious prejudices that they learned as a child, you can see this type of blindness in action. There is blindness to grace, to goodness, to hope, to love, to forgiveness, to faith. The disciples thought the man was born blind because he sinned or his parents sinned, and Jesus rightly corrected them. You see, like them, we all have blind spots of one kind or another. Some of them are harmless, others quite serious deserve our immediate attention. Lent is a time to recover from blindness, which can take on many forms. Prejudice, self-interest, apathy, anxiety, a blindness that will interfere in our relationships, our manner of doing business, our way of acting in society. 
although many listened politely to Jesus. And it is our turn to speak. Will we ask him? Surely I am not blind, am I? Wow. Living must be so easy when your eyes are closed. Together now, let us profess the symbol of faith using the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Let us offer our prayers to the God who is rich in mercy. For the Church, may she scatter earth's darkness with the light of Christ by putting into practice the word she preaches. We pray. Lord, hear our prayer. For lands made desolate by war and natural disaster, and for refugees driven from their homes by conflict, may they enter into a time of healing and a season of peace. We pray. Lord, hear our prayer. For the elect preparing for baptism, may they be inspired to reveal God's mighty works to the world through the witness of their lives. We pray. Lord, Lord hear our prayer. For our parish community, may our Lenten observance wake us from sleep and fill us with light as we strive to bring forth God's good news of salvation. We pray. Lord, Lord hear our prayer. For medical professionals, caregivers, researchers, and leaders responsible for decisions about fighting the coronavirus, and for people at higher risk of developing the disease, we pray. Lord, Lord hear our prayer. For all the dead, may they be raised up with Christ and seated in glory of heaven, we pray. Lord, Lord hear our prayer. God of endless compassion, raise us up with Christ and make us rich in good works that we may walk as children of the light toward the paschal feast of heaven, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Many people ask, what if I can't receive Holy Communion, especially when there are no masses in our diocese? There's been a very long tradition of what we call spiritual communion, it's something that we don't talk about anymore because most people can find Mass in our very small diocese from the early morning Sunday until late in the evening. But during this time, we cannot receive our Lord sacramentally as we do on Sundays. This very old prayer by St. Alphonsus de Liguri speaks about spiritual communion. And although there is nothing more perfect than receiving the body and blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament, God can do anything, and God longs to have communion with us in many different ways. 
So when Catholics are unable to receive Holy Communion, they are encouraged to make a spiritual communion. And one does that by praying the words of this prayer, again authored by St. Alphonsus de Liguori. My Jesus, Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go and announce the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God.